summary of the Sikha. At the beginning of this, uh, the subject in this week's parsha, which talks about what's called commonly leprosy, but it really isn't that. It's called saras. We'll call it by the Hebrew name saras because there's no other way to describe it. It describes, for the most part, certain discolorations of a person's skin. And the Torah describes the specific colors of what is tummy and what is not tummy. So the introduction to that is, Adam If there will be an Adam, a person, that will have on his skin certain discolorations, and it goes on to describe all those different scenarios. But it uses the term Adam. Adam, there are four words in the Torah which describe man. One is Adam, Ish, Gever, and Enosh. Adam is the very highest one that describes intellect, that describes a person of the highest stature. Yet, it uses that description to describe somebody who is afflicted by Tsaras. And Tsaras is a kind of ritual impurity, which is the very, very close to the worst kind of ritual impurity, uh, meaning that there is some sort of a real um, spiritual degradation of that person. Why then is it being described as Adam, the highest description of a person? So the Alter Rebbe explains that it's for that reason that it uses the term Adam, because Tsaras is a an affliction that that um, attacks the skin. What that means is that a person, everything within the person on the internal side, meaning spiritually internal, his intellect, his emotion, the, his character is perfect, has reached the highest levels. The, there might still be a problem associated with some outer, very external part of them, which they haven't yet managed to correct. And that is expressed by tsaras afflicting the out the skin of the person because the skin is the most outer part, meaning to say that there's nothing inside the person that that has something wrong with it, only on the surface, and that can only be said about a person on a very high level, like Adam. And Al Tareb explains that this is the reason also why there is no tsaras found in our day and age anymore. It was only during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, in fact. It's the, the Rambam says that it's not really a natural phenomenon at all. It is something more miraculous. It's just a spiritual thing which happens. And because people in those days, there were much more perfect people, and therefore there could be somebody that has only some, something wrong only with on the surface, and that's why they were afflicted by Tzaraz. But today, people are much more the... the uh, Negative is much more internal and thorough and all-encompassing, and therefore there's no one anymore that could really be afflicted by tzaras because there's nobody that has only that kind of an external problem. However, we need to understand, because on the other hand we say that tzaras happens to a person because they speak Lashon Hara, and Lashon Hara is a very serious sin. Our sages tell us, for instance, that Lashon Hara is equal to the three sins for, wh- for which one must g- be ready to give their lives rather than commit that sin. This is equal to all of those. It's akin to those types of sins. And uh, they also say that it's ki'ilu it's as if one denies the existence of Hashem. So what does it mean that it's an, an, only an external issue? This seems to be describing somebody who has very, very serious problems. 
spiritual problems. So to explain that, we'll first examine what the Rambam says about this. In fact, he speaks, he, he addresses it quite thoroughly. The Rambam first says that a person is afflicted by negoyim, which means the, uh, the discolorations of tzaras, from the because of the sin of Lashon Hara, and he brings proof from the fact that Hashem, we, we are told to remember every day, remember what Miriam did, what happened to her, she was afflicted by Tzaraz because she spoke Lashon Hara about her brother Moshe. And then he goes on to say the following, how much more so, if Miriam was afflicted by Tzaraz, how much more so an ordinary person or people that are a shoyim, wicked person, foolish person that talk great, you know, they speak in exaggeration and they and that's the way people that are scoffers, evil people, at the first, when they sit around talking, first they uh, talk about uh, just foolish, empty, meaningless things. Then they come to speak about, they speak down upon the tzaddikim, they badmouth tzaddikim. Then from that comes, they become accustomed to speaking against the prophets, and they mock the prophets, or they they uh, dismiss the words of the prophets that's more correct and eventually they also come to speak against Hashem himself and they deny the existence of Hashem that's how it evolves downward in the way they speak and this is the, the talk of uh, wicked people that causes, and it's caused by people sitting around and uh, sitting in the company of people like themselves and to sit, the sitting in bars and uh, drinking beer, he goes on to say all these things. But a person, a good and a righteous person, a Jewish person, speaks only in matters of Torah and wisdom, and therefore Hashem helps him and gives him the merit to be able to go on and be successful in Torah. That's a long narrative talking about how these things evolve. So we have to understand why he goes into this discussion. In the laws of Tsaras, the only thing that seems relevant is Lashon Hara. That's what he should be talking about. But he talks about talking about empty things, and he describes a whole long uh, progression of things going downward and so on. And Lashon Hara hardly comes up in there at all. Yes, he does mention Lashon Hara as one of the steps, but why does he go into such a long thing about this matter in the laws of Tsaras? If he wants to speak about them, he should speak about them in the laws of Hilchas Deis, which is a section in the Raman which talks about attitudes, and over there he talks at length also about the way a person should speak and the way a person should behave, that's where it belongs. Why in the laws of Tzaras? Another point, in the Hilchas Deis, the Rambam says, um, anyone that speaks Lashon Hara, it's as if he denies the existence of Hashem. In other words, that he links it immediately to uh, Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara equals denial of Hashem's existence, where here he says it takes many steps until somebody gets from speaking uh, foolish stuff, which by way, and then it goes to Lashon Hara, and then eventually it also gets to denying Hashem's existence. But there he just links it immediately, so what's the difference? So perhaps the explanation could be this. The Rambam is trying to explain that there are two elements to Lashon Hara. One element is, there are people that are mean-spirited, and they have corrupt um, character, and they, they, don't ha they don't have a problem with talking about a person and, and degrading a person, 
and saying bad things about a person. They don't care that they're harming the person by speaking about them that way. And that speaks to a very lowly character on the part of a person. Then there's another element of Lashon Hara, which is just the idea of speaking in out of turn, speaking in a way that is not appropriate for a Jewish person to speak. It doesn't involve speaking against a pers- someone specific. It doesn't involve trying to harm that person. It's not motivated by hate. It's just speaking in a way that is not appropriate. And the Rambam is saying, so in the, the first kind of Lashon Hara is what he's talking about in the laws of Deus, where he talks about strong words about if you speak Lashon Hara, you are denying the existence of Hashem, because he's talking about that corrupt type of bad-mouthing someone, causing a person harm, and so on. Where he's, what he's talking about here in Hilchas, in the laws of Tzaras, is the second kind of Lashon Hara. The one which is not attempting to be harmful to someone it's just speaking out of turn and he's saying that just that kind of talk alone even though it doesn't harm anybody that in itself drags you down into a bad place even though speech in itself is a very external thing to the person because a person can say things which he doesn't mean he doesn't believe he doesn't feel that way you can just say things like, like people that speak Narishkeitness, meaning, meaningless things. It's not that they are always necessarily meaning, meaningless people. It's just that speech can sometimes, you can even say things which you don't believe at all, or, and so on. But since speech, so how does that lead you, drag you down? Because speech is actually something which is very deep in, it, it, very, it describes humanity. How, what do we call a human being in Hebrew? It's called a medaber, the speaking species. So we see that speech is something connected directly to humanity. That's what describes you as a person. And if you speak in a way that is not appropriate for a human, then you drag, it drags you down. And that's how the, the Rambam describes the speech and the, how it evolves downward in the laws of Tzaras. He starts with people that sit around talking in exaggerated terms, telling tall tales. Nothing uh, harmful about that. That's not evil. That's not wicked. It's just, it's not, uh, it's pasnished. And he says that this comes from sitting around in groups and with, uh, with meaningless people, and that's how it evolves. And then it goes on to get worse and worse until you start speaking evil things and then it starts you know you start degrading tzaddikim good people and then you dismiss the words of the prophets and then you speak against Hashem himself it's a progression that goes downward and drags you down to a starting from somewhere semi-neutral not a terrible place but it goes down to a very terrible place and this too is called Lashon Hara just speaking like people that are not on a high level that they should be as Jews and as uh, humans and so on. And the Rambam says that when, because of your inappropriate speech, what is the punishment for that? When a person is stricken by tzaras, they have to go into isolation, they have to go into quarantine. They're not allowed to be with people. In other words, it restricts you from being able to speak in, in an inappropriate way. That's the punishment for having spoken that way. So the Ramam is trying to say that the Lashon Hara that we speak of, which causes tzaras, is 
essentially something which is external to the person. It talks more about inappropriate speech, speaking in a way that isn't appropriate, not about evil, about mean-spirited, and so on. And that's why it affects you, affects a person, by striking, by harm, by causing an external affliction, something that only touches the, the skin, which also explains why the Rambam points us in the direction of Miriam in regards to Lashon Hara. When you think about Miriam, what did she say when she spoke Lashon Hara? Did she have anything against her brother Moshe? To the contrary, she's the one that raised Moshe. She's the one that saved him at the risk to her own life when he was in the river. She was the one that protected him. In fact, she did, when, even when she spoke Lashnar about him, she didn't say anything degrading about him. She didn't have any motivation to harm him. She, all she said was, when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's wife said, oh, you know, now he's going to, someone else's wife, uh, husband is going to divorce, um, is going to divorce her because he became a prophet. So Miriam realized that Moshe Rabbeinu had separated from his wife so she said, why is he separating from his wife just because he's a prophet? I'm a prophet too. Aaron is a prophet too. We didn't separate from our spouse. She didn't, so her mistake was, she didn't talk down about him. Her mistake was that he was a prophet that spoke to Hashem constantly, all the time. To her, it was a once in a, a, once in a while thing, and therefore there was no need for them to separate from their spouses. But Moshe, who was constantly speaking to Hashem, it, he would have to go to the mikveh all the time and it wasn't really available and so, so therefore it was his decision to do that that's all that happened but in no way are we talking about the first type of Lajnara which is the one where somebody is, intends to harm somebody else and in this case Moshe Rabbeinu was also not bothered by what she said it was, it, he didn't ta- hold it against her still she was stricken with tzaras immediately so that's what the tsaras, which afflicts the, uh, which is, it comes as a result of Lashnara. This is the kind of Lashnara which causes tsaras. And this explains also the way the Rambam explains the different types of tsaras that happen. The Torah de- describes four different types of tsaras. The one that af- affects your house, the one that affects the uh, utensils in the house, tsaras which affects your clothing, and tsaras which affects the person themselves, the skin on the person in the reverse order I just mentioned in the reverse order and what he says is first Hashem, if somebody speaks out of turn Hashem first afflicts the house something which is distant from you if that doesn't help, if he keeps it up then he afflicts the, the, the different utensils that you use in your house closer to you if that doesn't help then he afflicts the, your clothing with tzaras and if that doesn't help, then it comes to your body and your, your skin. So just as he describes over there, something which starts on the outer, you know, removed from you and gets closer and closer and closer to you, so also the speech which causes it starts with talking mildly inappropriate things and then works its way deeper and deeper and worse and worse in the kind of talk which leads ultimately to even denying the existence of Hashem. But a person that is so afflicted that they, they are mean-spirited and they, they don't call, care, care to harm somebody, that's not on the surface at all. That is already permeated and that's changed their character. They became corrupt and so on. And that's not what we're talking about here. And that explains why the Alter Rebbe says 
that that lush, that lashon hara is something which is not sorry not lashon hara but saras is something which affects only the surface because we're talking about a, a problem which only affects the surface because we're talking about lashon hara which is not the mean spirit lashon hara but rather the milder type of inappropriate talk and that explains also why in order to fix saras you need the kayan the Torah keeps speaking about you have to bring the kayan he has to give a ruling he has to declare it tar, he has to declare it tame it all comes from his from the kayan's involvement that he has to state that it's tar and so on in order to fix it because you could ask the question a person that is on a standard which is called Adam a person that is near perfection and he has already successfully fixed his character and his thinking and he's, he's on an elevated state on a high level why can't he deal with that last little uh, detail on the surface of his skin you know why can't he fix himself the answer is where does this kind of affliction come from it is a, a some sort of a problem some sort of a, a wicked little nuance that is so deeply embedded like let's say it's subconscious he's not even aware of it doesn't even know that he has this problem it's not apparent to the person himself that he has this issue and it comes out through speech because speech is something which is deeply connected to the essence of a person that we said before that he's called a medaber medaber describes humanity so it expresses itself only through something which goes deep into the soul which is speech and therefore you need a kayan a kayan is chesed elian represents kindness from a very very high level in other words he is able to shine a light bring an energy to the person that should fix even something that is so deeply embedded that he may not even be aware of on his own and you need a kayan in order to fix it.